hated Christmas the whole Christmas season. Now, please don't ask why. No one quite knows the reason. It could be perhaps that his shoes were too tight. It could be his head wasn't screwed on just right. But I think that the most likely reason of all may have been that his heart was two sizes too small. But whatever the reason, his heart or his shoes, he stood there on Christmas Eve, hating the Who's. Hello, everyone, and welcome to A Very Merry Iconic Podcast with me, Danny Pellegrino. And me, Jenna Brister. Hi, Jenna. Hey, Danny. It's our Grinch episode, our yearly annual <sighs> Grinch episode, the one that people ask for or ask us to stop doing, but we're continuing on and doing it again regardless. Because we have more thoughts. <laughs> I have so much, so many more thoughts. I know. I have a lot of thoughts, too. Now, Good. People oh, yeah. might not be familiar with our Grinch episodes. These are sort of a grab yes. bag, but we are diving deeper and deeper into the Thor, or into the Grinch Thor into the Grinch lore. Why do mm-hmm. I keep wanting to say Thor? Yeah. It's a, a shirtless picture. Thor's hot. Yeah. That's where my brain's at. Um, anyway, yeah, we always get into the Grinch because, of course, there's the original animated series with a book that yeah. it's based on. There was a Halloween Grinch sequel that we mm-hmm. briefly discussed last season. Oh, yeah. There's been Grinch video games, which that's actually where You've my heart... you played that. Yes. I played two. Do you Grinch, like it? Two Grinch video games. Yes. Now, Jenna, okay, <gasps> should we just get into this now? Let's get okay. into it. Okay, the Grinch video game. Let me just... Yeah get this all off my chest because I had played the Dreamcast Grinch video game, which was sort of loosely based on the Jim Carrey version of the film. Okay. And uh, Matt had gotten me a Dreamcast alongside the Grinch movie like two years ago for Christmas. I think we talked about it here on the podcast. And in that video game, which is heavily dated because it was from the early 2000s, it uh, it featured Grinch and the dog Max. And one of the ways that he hurt the people or the villains in the game was like with his butt. Remember, he like knocked his ass. Yes. Oh, yeah. He would like he would shake his uh, hips. Yeah. Yeah, And do it anyway. So now this season there is a Grinch game, a new one for the Switch. Okay, new company. Yeah. I bought it as a tax write off for this podcast because I thought we need to explore that. And I was I playing it that. this morning and uh-huh. I was going to go to the gym, but I knew you were coming over to do our annual Grinch episode. And I was like, okay, I got to get into this game. Um, but it does not feature so far in the first two levels Grinch using his caboose to knock out the villains. Oh. Instead, he's just sort of jumping, but it oh. is similar in that they have Max with him, the dog. And then okay. sometimes you have to like flip flop in between the, the dog and the green man and then you collect presents so i'm two episodes in and so far it's fun although it is made for i'd say toddlers okay (laughs) ages one through four yeah it's definitely not made for like me neither was the dreamcast version by the way like this is i'm playing it and i'm wrapped up in the game but it is for my nephew who's five yeah yeah who it's made for that's the level um but i love that they just keep recycling the grinch into different forms into different merch and different video games Mm -hmm. well and and you found the algorithm on TikTok oh, yeah. of like the Grinch head people. Oh yeah, I'm fully in Grinch head TikTok. Yeah. Grinch yeah. talk. Grinch uh, yes. talk. Grinch talk is I wild. Jenna. Had no idea that there was such a fandom. No. Of him. No. As Jenna, a character. It's shocking. And for those of you who are not familiar with the Grinch talk, it's like people who oh, decorate Grinch exclusively talk. in Grinch stuff. Exclusively. And supposedly, I think it's Hobby Lobby. I could be wrong, but that's mm. where a lot of the people are going for their Grinch talk merch. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought it was the craziest thing ever, like truly. And then I come to find out Matt was telling me last night, he's like one of my, because we were talking about Grinch. And he said one of his like family members or someone 
is uh, decorates exclusively with Grinch. So now I'm, it's in the family now. And I, to be honest with you, like I can understand how it happens mm-hmm. because I even was at Williams Sonoma. And I was buying that there's a Grinch mug I got from there last mm-hmm. season that I really loved. And so I like bought a backup there. Smart. They have, and they have Grinch plates, platters. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, yeah. look, I got a Grinch over there. In the I cor- also subscribe to the idea of buying a backup. I know a lot of oh, people yeah. aren't like that. I'm like that with shoes. Oh, yeah. If I find a nice pair of shoes, I'm like, oh, I need a backup. No, it's very important. <laughs> like, it's very important. Yeah. Especially for like something seasonal or I think a coffee yes. mug. I'm a big coffee mug person. <gasps> so it's not great. Yeah. I don't normally find a good one. Like uh, the Part size two. that I like, one that's dishwasher so safe. Your fingers fit in the kitschy, handle. Handles, yeah. yes. Can you microwave it? That's can a big you issue. microwave it? Yeah. Yeah. And some of those seasonal ones there, uh, that they sell at the Walgreens and shit, like you can't even put them in the fucking microwave or in the top shelf of the dishwasher. Yeah, exactly. So it's not yes. going to last. So I, bought if I one, like it. I bought one with googly eyes. Sure. And I, of course, put in the dishwasher and they fell off. I'm like, I'm going right. to. It was my fault. Right. But also theirs. Right. I mean, it, so Grinch is making money. Grinch is here yeah. to stay is yeah. the point of this episode mm-hmm. and everything that's happening around us because he just keeps on coming back in different forms. Yes. And you were really fired up when you came over today. I was so fired up. I was just like, I have this folder of Grinch intel because every time. <laughs> Real quickly, though, I just have to let <laughs> listeners know that you did come in with a Manila. Is it Manila? Yeah. Look at my Do they folder. say, wait, is it Manila or vanilla? Isn't it Manila? Manila. Yeah. Manila. But what the fuck is that word? I think manila? it's supposed to be a color, like the color of yellow. Maybe. <laughs> or is it a brand? You know, I, know. I have no we idea. Need to figure that out. But manila. It is Manila, manila but manila. that word, I only use manila. it in regards to folders. So like, what? Yeah. anyway, you did come into my home today with a, <laughs> so. an, an, a folder that says Grinch Intel and Green Sharpie. <laughs> green and Char- I just cannot wait to see what I you have. I didn't want to get confused with the other Intel folders I have on my desk. Oh, yeah, so yeah. I was like, this is the Grinch one. And oh. Jenna, a lot of listeners have been commenting because each episode you sort of reveal like an onion, a new facet of yourself. So. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I know all these things because I've known you for over a decade, but mm-hmm. sometimes uh, listeners will pick up on something you say sort of in passing about yeah. an old relationship, an old s- sexy yeah. time you had with somebody from NSYNC from or whatever. Yes. <laughs> so it comes up and up again. And so listeners are starting to catch on. And so it's funny. It, it's interesting to me that what they're catching up on or what yeah. they reach out to me about because they're like, wait, did Jenna just say that? And I'm like, yes, yeah, she sure did. Yes, yeah, she sure <laughs> did. Yeah. Jenna doesn't have a filter. And yeah, I think the one, cause you were on the Thanksgiving episode, I mentioned that I was going to, I was planning to tell my boyfriend that I loved him. So I was yeah. getting a lot of DMS from the amazing fan base. Everyone who listens to this pod is just so wonderful. I, I know, love you they all. Are. They are the best. And they are the best. Um, and it's funny because we recorded that. Um, I looked it up October 6th. Okay. okay spoiler so alert. Cut to, I know. Spoiler alert. Yeah. We recorded it early. We're which recording we Christmas about. Yeah. episodes in October. Yeah. yeah. But um, I I completely put it out of my mind that that was even on the Thanksgiving episode. Um, and I, I, you know this, but I ended up in Cedar sinai in the hospital Thanksgiving week because he came to town with like a norovirus. So I was taking care of him. He got me sick the whole time. So then I am super sick. I go to the hospital. I'm in the ER. And before he gets there to come visit me, we I still haven't said it, by the way. I'm like you talking still about said it. I love still you. haven't said I love you. Okay. And I'm like, oh. and so as the nurse, Karish was like hooking up an IV to my arm. I was like, 
my boyfriend's on the way. I think I'm going to tell him that I love him this morning. And he's like, you on any, <laughs> not um, yet. Okay, you were <laughs> <not> on, uh, <laughs> no morphine. morphine. I asked for morphine. I was sure. like, give me, but as I asked like, for it anytime I walk into a hospital, me room. too. it's a blast. <laughs> I was like, can I have the morphine? They're like, we, you don't need it. I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's what you say. Right. Um, like you're like, here for a tooth cleaning. This yeah. is the dentist, sir. <laughs> like, gas me up. <laughs> and I told the nurse, I was like, I think I'm going to tell him that I love him. And he's like, okay, so like, do you? And I was like, yeah, you'll meet him in like 45 minutes. He's on his way, but I think I just should. And but then I had to go give a urine sample and I get a look at myself in the mirror and I was like, oh, there's no way. Okay, good. I looked at myself you. in the mirror and okay. I was like, you look insane. And, but I'm in this backless gown, you know, mm. I look gorgeous. Showing um, a little caboose. Yeah, a little caboose. And so I don't Pika say caboose. It, but then the next morning is Thanksgiving and he's like, he loves the pod. He listens to it. And he says it first, we wake up super sick. I have the bracelet on. Okay. Wait, timeline wise, had he, I know he listened to the podcast episode where we talked about that. And so timeline at that point, had he listened? No. Okay. So he had it listened. Okay. Okay. It was Thanksgiving morning. So the episode wasn't even out. Like it just, yeah. Okay. It just dropped. And so then we wake up and he's like, I am in love with you. And I was like, I'm in love with you too. But I was like, oh, but let's listen to the you know, yeah, the episode, like, I have it on record that I said it first, uh, you know, not like it's a competition. You're like, I cute. also told it to the nurse. <laughs> like Danny knew, Karish knew the whole time <laughs> all day long that I was going to maybe say it. I'm proud that you didn't say it at the ER because especially yeah. in Los Angeles, yeah. the emergency room here is really disgusting. Oh yeah. It's and like I, a bleak place. It is. Yeah. yeah. And you couldn't overhear a lot of other stuff. And I was like, this is not a romantic place. So it was better that it was like oh, on yeah. Thanksgiving, we're both sick. We're both just, so we spent the day in bed watching movies. We watched The Holiday. He'd never seen it. You know, I think I've told this story on the pod before in one of my books or something, but one time when I was at the ER in Los Angeles at Cedar sinai mm-hmm. there was a woman, somehow it was coming up that uh, Farrah Fawcett was coming up or something. We, <laughs> and it was during COVID, so like the beds were like in the hallway and stuff. Yeah. It was like I was just in a hallway waiting. Yes. And this woman was kept shouting about Farrah Fawcett and Bill Pullman being dead or something. I don't oh. people have to go back and listen to the old episodes of the podcast, but I just remember her being like, Farrah Fawcett's dead. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. like it was like a really bleak. So anyway, That's there was so no, I love you. Sinai though. I know it was just, I, yeah, I remember they were her shouting. I, I feel like I brought up Bill Pullman or something. I don't remember the details. You know, everything's mm-hmm. fuzzy. Um, anyway, I'm glad. So yes, you guys love, are in love. Yeah. Oh. So we confessed, confessed feelings and we listened to the, the whole episode and it was, it was nice. Okay. Yeah. Well, so that's th- the update. This podcast episode will actually be released like close to when we're airing it. So oh, yeah. hopefully there won't be any big changes Yeah, um, totally. when he listens to this episode. Yeah. But hello, hello. out there. Hello out there. Um, and Jenna, did you have a nice Thanksgiving? I did. Yeah. I think I, um, yeah, we watched like, I think five movies um, and I had, Pumpkin pie was the only thing we could really eat because oh, we're both so oh, sick. Yeah, yeah. And it was so and it you're was feeling actually, better though. Yeah, feeling yeah, yeah. way better, but delightfully low key. I love a low key yeah. Thanksgiving. How Me was too. yours? Yeah, it was the same. Yeah. I did watch a lot of movies too, and I, yeah. I have a, some thoughts on before we get into more Grinch stuff. I mm-hmm. do have some notes on <laughs> yeah. some things that I watched. Fuck the Grinch. Um, because <laughs> I watched the movie Genie with Melissa McCarthy. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. I thought it was terrible. Okay. It was on Peacock. I did not care for it. It was like innocent enough. Like there was nothing bad about exactly. Like it wasn't. It looked like there was a budget. Mm. I love Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. But nothing about it was memorable to me. And it, mm-hmm. it was presented as a holiday film, but it didn't really feel very Christmassy to me. It mm-hmm. was, there was nothing about Christmas, really. It was just some decor there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just really, it actually like pissed yeah. me off. Yeah. Like you said you walked in here hot. Yeah. I yeah. Like I walked here hot. <laughs> I watched that entire movie. And, and again, I like a bad Christmas movie. Yes. But this one was like bad. 
in a not fun way and because it was presenting itself as more prestige. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Higher budget. Like this is going to be good. Was the script bad? It was all just like not there. It was all just there. Ugh. Like I felt like I yeah. finished the whole thing and I was like, it was there. Like I watched the whole thing. Nothing, it, nothing about it was memorable. I'll never want to watch it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just did not care for it. And, yeah. and actually it made me even more actively mad at Melissa McCarthy's husband again. Ben and Falcon. he had no, I don't believe he had any sort of part in this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he had any involvement, but, but I blame him mm-hmm. because I feel like ever since she started doing the movies with him and like forcing the movies with him, mm-hmm. that guy, mm-hmm. then she stopped getting the g- good scripts. And I don't know. I just, I blame him. Yeah. I, the last couple weren't good. I, she was great in the heat. I didn't like Tammy. And then that identity thief one. Yeah. Those are both terrible. Is that? Yeah. And then she, she did the Jason one Bateman, where she, it was terrible. she did one where she sold Girl Scout cookies and rejoined college. She's done a bunch of them. She did yeah. teamed up with Muppets and did some detective work. The cookies one. There's, that was like, like, bo- like some boss. A lot thing of, or something? there's been a lot of bad yeah. ones. A lot of um, bad ones. And I'm just going to need her agent or something to I don't figure cool it out. Jets. Figure it out. Like, yeah. let's settle in until we get a good one mm-hmm. because I'm tired of it. Yeah. I'm tired of it. Um, and then I also watched Santa Claus's, this is relevant to our thing, oh, yes, Santa Claus's season two, mm-hmm. which I also feel like has completely lost the plot. And I, <sighs> I'm, I hate to get on the microphone. Here I am being a Grinch talking okay. about all the things that I hate. It's this on holiday. theme. It's okay. We can, we can Grinch out. I feel like a Grinch today. Oh yeah. Too. That's going to be the, let's Grinch out. <laughs> We're Grinching out. We're Grinching out. That's the, the theme out. of this episode because yes, I, the first season of the Santa Clauses, which is based on the Tim Allen movies of yesteryear, the first three that we covered on this podcast, yeah. they did a season one last year. It was fine. It was fine. Yeah. Then they did season two, it. and I've watched the first four episodes or whatever has been released, four episodes of it. There's not a, barely a connection to the films. There's mm-hmm. like a couple appearances from like the Easter Bunny, guy who played the Easter Bunny in the first couple of movies or whatever. Yeah. It's not even set at Christmas. It's set around Easter. <laughs> Jesus. It's like, what the fuck are we doing? Jenna, that was what I was saying the whole time. I'm, I watched every minute of it. Yeah. And I did not stop. Yeah. Even though I hated them all. Can't look away. I just thought, what are we doing here? Yeah. Who's this for even? And then there's like a lot of yeah. focus on these new elves and I just don't have any connection to these new elves. Yeah. That's what I, there's a lot of times with these, there's so many more questions than answers. Yeah. You know, like, why are we, they're why are we witches? doing this? Now the daughter, and I have a problem with Tim Allen's. I'm uh, this is terrible. Wait, let's I'm talk like, about we're going to get letters yeah, because I have a problem with Tim Allen's daughter who's seemingly like some sort of preteen or something. Oh, she's in it? <laughs> yeah, she's real the daughter. daughter. The real oh, daughter. right. In, in interviews, he keeps, and again, I keep watching interviews as well as the series um, despite not liking it, but I've seen all the interviews with him and the daughter. They're paired up together and he keeps saying like she just auditioned and yeah. was so good and got it. And it's like, no. okay. No. Okay. Be like Adam Sandler. He's like, I'm actively just casting my family. Right. These are my children. I'm like, yeah, just own it. By the way, Adam Sandler's daughter has the it factor. Like, I saw that bat mitzvah movie. Mm-hmm. She's Me too. so good. So good. So yeah. I, good I for her. It. Yeah. But I don't know that Tim Allen's daughter, she seems pleasant enough mm-hmm. and everything, but I'm seeing in any, every interview him saying that. Of she like, did not. Oh, she just auditioned and whatever. I was like, okay. Yeah. Just, <laughs> let's just agree to that. It's nepotism. Yeah, her name's Kim fine. Allen or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Fine. Yeah. But she's like a witch in it, which I'm like, why are we bringing witch lore into this? It's yeah. like gotten so chaotic. I don't like that. Just that reminds like me of Halloween podcast. Town. Yeah. I can't handle it. I'm like, no, just... Pick right. a lane. Pick a lane. Pick and a lane. maybe we just need to stop it. And I've been the biggest advocate for the Santa Claus series. But you now, have been. now it's gone too far. Mm-hmm. And we're not even seeing the old characters anymore. And it's like they're introducing these new characters nobody cares about. Also, they're gearing it towards two 
I don't know who it's for because it feels tonally for little kids, uh-huh. which is fine. But like, I don't think the little kids care about this franchise. Yeah. So it's like, then you should just be making for the adults or make a new franchise with new people for All the kids. Stuff. Yeah. Cause at this point, it's just in that weird in between where it's like, you're pissing off the audience that you already have. Mm-hmm. And I don't really think you're gaining a new audience because my nieces and nephews aren't like clamoring to watch Tim and Alan and daughter take on the holiday season. Mm-hmm. It's weird. They try to squeeze That's so bad. much out of that. Yeah. You know, like, did you see this thing that they're talking about a Twilight reboot with Jenna oh, yeah. Ortega and Jacob Elordi? And I was like, can we not? Like, they need to wait until we all pass away right. to start talking about reboots. I, I think that. there should be. A- wait, I love that you're drinking your coffee out of a glass. <laughs> and you were like, can I have a straw and a, and a coaster to, so that it doesn't make noise? And you <laughs> and hit it like 10 it. times. <laughs> like, <laughs> like made more noise than ever. With it, yeah. No, no. Sure. yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Wait, I have a thing. I never liked Jacob Elordi until recently, and now I get it. Oh, okay. I was it he in the kissing booth? Was that him? Yeah, he was in, and now he's in a bunch of these movies. Yeah, he's in a bunch of movies. But are you attracted to him? Um, not to, like not too much. Man. Yeah, I like. Yeah, unless he has so much of chest hair. Yeah. Once I, he turns sixty, I will. Oh, okay. Like fifty-year-old Jacob Elordi. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we'll up? be like eighty because I think yeah. we're much older than him. Totally. But he he does it for me lately. Yeah, he was in Euphoria. I don't want you for you. Yeah. Um. Oh wait. Okay. Wait. Yes. We should talk about the Grinch. Yeah. Wait. I- real quickly though, I do have some more <laughs> thoughts about Santa Claus. Um, <laughs> no, the last thing I just want to say is in one of those interviews, two more things about Tim Allen. <laughs> okay one of the interviews i saw they were asking him and the daughter what their favorite christmas song is Mm -hmm. and the daughter said do they know it's christmas by band-aid which i thought like that is such a weird answer isn't it yeah for a young teen gal yeah is that that what the youths gen z or is it what they're are they listening to that that's weird um anyway i thought that was strange and then tim allen said his greatest christmas song is little drummer boy i couldn't believe it yeah could not believe it finally the last 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 thing i want to say about tim allen is that he keeps teasing a home improvement reboot uh (gasps) where it's centered around the the boys are grown up or something Mm -hmm. and now but you heard what happened with the oldest okay yeah that's my point yeah talk about it okay so the kids have been in some trouble like the kids the boys have been in some trouble. I believe the oldest was just recently arrested and I meant to look it up before we started, but he was just, I, it was something bad. Look it up. Yeah. And then Jonathan Taylor Thomas, we've been looking for that man. He's been in hiding like Mm -hmm. the fucking Grinch up in the mountaintop Mm -hmm. for the past 10 years. So no clue where the fuck he is. Yeah. And then the youngest, I think had some trouble too. So I I just think like, what are we teasing at this point? Yeah. Unless it's starring Al. Yeah. I'm not interested. Like, House arrest improvement. Yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. all in rehab they or all something. They have the ankle think, monitor on. Yeah. I think you're like the oldest son. I think, yeah, he got into some like domestic bad. stuff. And I think something came out where he was like trying to reach out to Tim Allen. And I'm like, guys, your TV dad is not responsible right. for you at this point. Right. You know? We need to just spin off Patricia Richardson. Yes. Now. Alone. She yeah. leaves him. Her and um, Heidi Oh, yeah, go yeah, off yeah. and they're yeah. like running a lodge or something. Oh my God. I would watch that. I would watch the shit. Out of that. <laughs> I would watch yes. the shit out of that. Heidi's the handy woman at the BNB, and, and you know Patricia what I would it. like it, for Tim Allen is to somehow like they upload his grunts to like, <laughs> I don't know, some sort of, remember those singing fish around the holidays in the nineties? Yes. Like what if they just had like a singing fish that did the, huh? <laughs> and like, so that's how he was appearing. In it. Uh, yes. Every time someone walks through the door, huh? Okay. Yeah. I'm glad we got that straight. Yeah. Did straight I tell you I've, I, I've run into Al before in Seattle? Oh, yeah. He's from there. He was wearing a plaid flannel on the ferry boat. Uh-huh. And I was like, that is so on brand. Yeah. 
I mean, I would watch a spinoff with him too. But even the neighbor, of course, we love Wilson. The neighbor's Wilson. past. Oh, so yeah. I, I don't know. I just think like, you know what, Tim? You need to cool Hang it. it up. As much as we would love a home improvement reboot, and we've probably been on this microphone in the past saying, give mm-hmm. it to us. Mm-hmm. Now I'm rethinking it after Santa Claus's season two. Yeah. And all, all the sons are out of the industry. So you can't, you right, know. Let's not force it. Yeah. Unless okay. they want to recast the sons as us. Then as us. Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you play JTT and totally I'll be the oldest it. boy. Yeah. Oh my God. Pixie cut. <laughs> yeah. That would be so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Tell me your thoughts about the Grinch. Oh yeah. So or I just have a couple factoids to, to talk. A couple. I see yeah. a full page of notes. Jenna. Yeah. I've, I've two, I have two full pages. The second page, we'll get to it. Um, so I found, th- I didn't know this, that Jim found solace chain smoking through one of those long cigarette holders, you know, like again, our lady Eve, um, so that his yak hair wouldn't at night. Cause he had the <gasps> yak hair all oh over God. his body and it's highly flammable. Um, and he would have to listen to the Bee Gees to calm <sighs> himself down. I didn't know that in our past wow. five years of talking about this. Wow. Yeah. Bee Gees. You know, Bee Gees. I, I just did this sounds like a brag, but I did the Sherry Shepard show and I wore the sweater. I do too. I wore the sweater that was like Grinch inspired and it was like a Mm -hmm. mole hair, but it Mm -hmm. was like that same kind of Grinchy fur. Mm -hmm. And my parents were met me in New York and they were, and the whole time I was like, Dan, I can't sit by you. That Grinch hair is just getting all up in my allergies. And so she had to like keep moving away from me and she made a big stink out of every time. She's like, Dan. I can't be near that thing. Dan. Mom, it's my sweater. She hosted that. um, I was on a trivia game show called The Best Damn Trivia Show Ever with all these Jeopardy people. My mother or Sherry? Oh, no, Sherry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and and me and Linda. Um, And Sherry was the host, and she was so funny. Uh, She is just, yeah. I love her. I love love seeing those clips of you. I didn't get to, we didn't get to talk about this on the show Mm -hmm. because they had run out of time, and so the segment was shortened. But when I was in college, I wrote her a fan letter. Oh, yeah. A fan email. And she replied to me. I said, like, I'm going to write a sitcom for us. And like, this was when I was in college. I found on her personal website her email address, and she wrote me back. Awesome. And so I got to tell her that backstage. But mm-hmm. we were going to try to talk about it on the show, but we never got to it. But yeah, she's always been so nice. And cool. Yeah, Total and pro. she was like she's super awesome. sweet and like very mm-hmm. nice to my parents, which was great. Awesome. Yeah, anyway. You should totally do something with her. You should totally write I love her. her. I mean, yeah. back in college, I was writing a sitcom. Yeah. Because she was on a show called Less Than Perfect. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was so funny. Okay, Grinch facts. Oh, yeah. Okay, so this um, also, I think we talked about Ron Howard. I did not know this, that he- Director of the live of, action Grinch. Yes. Um, and his- previous the last project he did before directing this was apollo 13 dan yeah um so one night or morning he arrived on set at 3 30 a.m because to get grinched up because jim was complaining so much so he was like i'm gonna just go see what this fucker's complaining about and so he wanted to understand the emotions jim was feeling and jim appreciated the sentiment and i was like so ron got in full hair and makeup got in full hair and makeup as the grinch yeah to direct the grinch yes to direct the grinch just so he could understand how jim was feeling um but i also because we know jim has struggled with addiction he's been very open about his addiction struggles wait did he really is he really yeah which i don't know what his (laughs) vice was and this is what i wanted to ask you because a major cause i found this a major cause that led to his struggles during the making of the grinch came from his addiction and he admitted this in an interview on the graham norton show he said that um this led to his priorities getting mixed up and that little else mattered outside of his next batch and i was like batch of meth batch of coke like what was his what was his addiction and also like was he high this whole time 
Yeah. Well, I don't no. know. Okay, I don't know. We don't do extensive. Re- we're not journalists. <laughs> yeah, we're not journalists. Here. Yeah. And I'm not we a drug that information that we find but, on the internet and then totally. you guys piece through it as you will. And I respect an addiction journey sure. and like whatever it was going on. But we don't know exactly what it I is. I don't know what it was. You know, I kind of vaguely have this weird thing creeping in my head where I, I might be mixing him up with Will Smith, mm. but I remember hearing an interview where one of them was talking about like being addicted to like number one. Like number one movies and like doing big movies. So I wonder, maybe I I don't want to speak for him because maybe he is addicted to something else. But I feel like I vaguely remember him saying like, I'm addicted to the success. And so it was like hard for, maybe this Mm. was Will Smith to like accept a failed movie. That sounds like a Will Smith quote for sure. Both of them probably though. Have that. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, the Will and Jada stuff has to end. I just, oh, in general, I'm like, so it's over too it. much. It's they too have much. to stop asking them. But I don't think no one's asking them. They're offering this. I think they're yeah. calling People Magazine and being like, hey, so guess what? This, you know, I'm like, stop taking the calls. Yeah. Don't open any and with emails. The books and everything. Like, I, I don't know. I, I want everyone to tell their stories, but it's like, at a certain point, we need to just cut off their stories because there's exactly there's a different like a difference between like adding stuff to the discourse that's going to help and benefit those who listen and just airing dirty laundry and it feels that's what what i think feels gross to me it's like it feels like dirty laundry like it doesn't feel like a respectful even i don't know neither one of them feel respectful to me yeah it feels like you're just shouting disrespectful things that you're supposed to keep private totally yeah Yeah. like there's certain things i talk about a lot of stuff on the podcast or my books or whatever but like i there are certain lines you don't cross with people 100 percent. yeah i'm just uninterested also in that what i am interested in though is like an oral history on jim carrey's the grinch like that movie like that's what i am if there's a journalist out there or someone who book writer or something like Mm -hmm. give us that Mm -hmm. that would be a good book because we've talked about kazu Kazuhiro Suji, the makeup artist, oh, yeah, who had yeah. already done Men in Black and Benjamin Button. And so he's the one who checked himself into therapy because right. Jim made it so hard to work with him. We got and that then, in the last year's Grinch episode. Yeah. And then he had to do the CIA torture training. But I was like also thinking, like, at what point? Because that's, um, I was looking up stuff also about uh, Dr. Seuss's widow. Have we really gone in? I looked up some information about her because, um, I love that you, he always refused to sell the rights, the film rights for his books. And so of course he dies and immediately she's like, all right, Hollywood, let's fucking now that he's dead, you know, um, that's how the movies finally started getting exactly because he passed away. And so, um, the decision went to his widow, Audrey. And so she put a lot of thought into what needed to happen if producers want to make a movie. And so she was only willing to auction off the rights to it. If she got like a portion of the box office, half of the merchandising. So I love that she, she literally waited till he died and she was like, I'm going to capitalize. Yeah. Um, but that it had to have someone like a Robin Wait, Williams. Would you just cause we're talking about this. Yeah. Let's say you're the wife of a Dr. Seuss esque figure. Mm. Would you, and the deceased husband is like, no, I don't want any stuff made. I'm happy with this is how I wanted the work represented. Mm-hmm. Don't want any movies made based on this book or property, or whatever. And then you're in the widow's shoes. Would yeah. you sell or would you not? I wouldn't. Okay. I don't think okay. I would, but yeah, I just, yeah. I unless I had to financially, if I was like, okay, is it this or groceries? You know what right, I mean? Right. Like, then I would. Right. Um, but yeah, I kind of would, would you, I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know. I think w- the thing that would, I would struggle with most is like the idea of if you don't, then the property could just sort of die. Totally. Right. Yes, like, and then it's like that cool character or story or whatever mm-hmm. it, yes, 
maybe is kept how they wanted it, but also then it kind of dies off. Whereas if they keep going, maybe it lives forever. Mm -hmm. I remember hearing this thing about IP and specifically Mm -hmm. if it's like 20 years or something, then if the IP lasts 20 years, and I could be getting this a little off, but if it's like last 20 years, then it'll be around forever. Meaning like if they keep doing sequels or reboots within a 20 year period, that pretty much means the character is going to be indelible for into pop culture forever. Mm-hmm. So something like Spider-Man is just going to be around forever. Like yeah. that's just a character people can fight it or Batman or some of these characters. It's like, they're going to always be times where it's rebooted or reimagined or something. And I think that with the Grinch, it's like, that's a character that's never going to die. Yeah. Some of his other characters, I don't know, could be kind of dicey, even though they've been around forever. Like the Lorax, I, yeah, like the Do, Lorax. Yeah. I guess it'll sort of be around. Do kids still? I think it'll. Or the cat I didn't in the, see hat. the movie. Like, oh, yeah, these are ones that are like kind of on the fence a little bit. But Grinch will outlive us all, right? Mm-hmm, absolutely. People will be shopping at Hobby Lobby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and the original cartoon is years. so good. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the thing. It's so sweet. The music's sweet. You can turn it on when you're decorating the tree. You know. We do have to uh, just leave people with a, a worry note, a worry note, a, a disclaimer, yeah. because I am seeing a lot online people are falling for the Facebook hoax of Grinch 2 with Jim Carrey. There's like this movie poster that goes around every single year it goes around. Oh. And it's happening now with Christmas <gasps> with the Cranks 2, which is not a real thing. It's a, it's a hoax? It's a hoax. <gasps> and the Grinch 2 is a hoax because people send it to me on social media yeah. all, every day. I'm like, yeah. And like, you guys, this is a hoax. It's yeah. not real. But it's like a poster of like the Grinch hand and it says like mm-hmm. Grinch 2 at Jim Carrey coming. And Jim just recently did an interview where he had to debunk it again. And yeah. it's like so frustrating that he every year has got to come out and debunk it. But it goes around, it goes viral. The same thing has now happening with Christmas with the Cranks 2, which it's like, that's wild to think they're just going to do a big budget <laughs> yeah. Christmas with the Cranks 2, which I would be in line for. Don't get me wrong. Me too. But... Um, yeah, the Grinch too is the one that's going around. So I just want people to to know that going forward. Do not send it to me because it's a hoax. It's and not until real. Until we get confirmation from a studio or Jim Carrey himself posts it, mm-hmm. not interested. It's been happening with Sister Act three too. There's like yeah. Whoopi has said she's doing Sister Act three, but then there's this poster that goes around that says like Bette Midler, and even I think someone famous posted the poster, and Whoopi had to come out and be like, "I'll let you know when." It's yeah, like, I'll let you know when I get to like, set. We yeah. do not have Bette Midler signed on, and this is a fake fan made poster. Mm-hmm. But now AI everything and Photoshop, Photoshop. Yeah. Um. So Jenna, let's take our break here that's a good time so while everyone we're going to take our little commercial break we're going to come back and uh, do not fall for any Grinch hoaxes or any hoaxes at all this special segment is presented by Nordstrom and Acast Creative I love Nordstrom and I've been thinking a lot about the Grinch in our lives, right? Mm -hmm. We're talking about the Grinch. We love the Grinch. We've done a hundred episodes on the Grinch because we love it so much. Mm -hmm. But Jenna, is there a Grinch in your life? Specifically, I'm thinking like, is there someone who maybe doesn't follow the theme at a party for the holiday season or gives the worst gifts? Like who is that in your life? Yeah. the, The person, I mean, bless her heart. My mom still thinks I have collections that I had when I was a child. Oh yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like I was like really I was really into turtles for a little bit. So you're always or, and penguins. And so I'm getting like penguin stuff as a grown up now, which is it's oh less I guess less grinchy, more unevolved. Sure, yeah. Sure. From, and one of the hard things with people, loved ones, is when huh. you're a kid and you say you like something yes. Even if you've said a million times, I no longer like that. That always happens with food. Matt and I yes. talk about it. he 
one time liked Red Velvet and said to somebody, <laughs> and my parents and his mom, he said something like, I like Red Velvet. And so for every birthday, they will send Red Velvet stuff and he doesn't like Red Velvet anymore. <laughs> and he'll keep saying, I've even heard him tell my parents or his mom, he'll say like, I don't like Red Velvet anymore. And he'll try to say it nice, but it's like, it keeps happening. And it's just, that's, somebody gets that in their brain. And it's stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Who's yours? Yeah. I'd say, <laughs> this is terrible, but my <laughs> grandfather is not, when he was with us, was not the greatest gift giver. And I always remember in my, uh, for one of my birthdays, he would always give like the craziest cards and he gave me a Twilight card once. And I was like, Why <laughs> but uh, yeah, he would just would not good at giving gifts and also not very festive. So my grandmother was so festive and like sang in the choir and always had so many holiday decorations and stuff. And my grandpa just like, wasn't into any of that. So it was like even getting him to wear like a seasonal tie or something was yeah. impossible. But He's not ever, he never had to give the gift. So it was always his wife who was doing the gift buying. So he never had to worry about that. But that's maybe why he never gave great gifts. But I don't know. I always think it's like, go somewhere where you can get lots of gifts. Like when I'm shopping, I like to be in store. Online is great too, but I like to be in store. And specifically at Nordstrom, I think it's great because you can look around and they have something for everybody. Yeah. And a lot of times they're gifts that you might not have thought about before you got into the store mm -hmm. or I love candles. We've talked about that before. And so mm -hmm. sometimes I need to be at the store so I could smell the candle mm -hmm. and know what the scent is. I'm going to give myself or to somebody else, but whether it be clothes or slippers or pajamas yeah. or anything, uh, even sunglasses, I was getting a new pair of sunglasses for my brother for the holidays at Nordstrom. And I needed to see what they'd look like in person because sunglasses, uh, online or in a picture, sometimes it's hard to see how big they are. So in person, I got to pick him out some Ray-Bans that he, I know, is just going to love. But they mm -hmm. have everything at the store. So I think mm -hmm. it's really important to be able to shop and look around. And, mm -hmm. and even like toiletry stuff, toiletry cases, ties. That's something I always love getting. Oh, my yeah, dad yeah. or the men in my life. I love, love getting ties. And they have so many there. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of toiletries, I also think like skincare products, like they have mm -hmm. all sorts of beauty and grooming and jewelry, toys, games, stocking stuffers. They have so much there. But a lot of those beauty products, I think it's great when you can give like one of those seasonal sets. Mm-hmm. And give someone the lotion and the soap face cream. and the face cream and the scrub mm -hmm. and everything that's peppermint or pumpkin. Uh, and they have so many different options for that stuff. And I think uh, fragrances is great. Oh, that's where I get, to, yeah, that's where I get mine. It's great mm -hmm. to yeah. give gifts a fragrance too, because sometimes uh, that's something we might not want to always treat ourselves with, but mm -hmm. I love getting a fragrance. Yeah. And anything in that home spa umbrella, you know, like treating yeah. yourself. It's yeah, always a great gift. It's always a good thing. Yeah. If you do have Grinches in your life who aren't getting you the gifts that you want, head on over to Nordstrom and get some stuff because Nordstrom, Jenna, one of my favorite places, truly. I love that. I, I know, love Nordstrom. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Nord the cafe. The cafe. The cafe. I'm like obsessed. And yeah. I've said this before on my yeah. show, but I'm obsessed with this Caesar salad with blackened chicken, chopped. Mm -hmm. Make sure you get the blackened chicken. It's so good at Nordstrom Cafe, like obsessed yeah. with the side of French fries. To me, it's the ideal meal. Anyway, Nordstrom is the ultimate holiday destination this season with everything you need for everyone on your list, from stocking stuffers to the best gifts for everyone you love, even the Grinches. Nordstrom services make the holiday season easy, special, and fun so their customers can give their best to those they love. They have great customer service at Nordstrom. They do. The best. Yeah. Check out more at Nordstrom in stores or online at Nordstrom.com today. Thank you for listening to this special segment brought to you in partnership with Nordstrom and Acast Creative. And we're back. Jenna, 
have more Grinchy facts for I me? do. Okay, this is part of my rage. This is why I came okay. over here all grinched out. Um, they used 152,000 pounds of marble crushed up to be the snow. So that's more than 75 tons Wait, what? of marble. What? Yeah. So in place of snow, because they couldn't use real snow. Yeah. They thought like um, like cotton balls or whatever would look fake. And I'm like, marble? That I, that I marble. Imagine what you could build with so wow. much more. I feel like that's just a massive waste of resources. Yeah. And that kind of pissed me off. You know how at Universal <laughs> Studios here, they have the, they turn it into Whoville yes. for the holidays. Well, I think they stopped that a couple of years ago, but I had gone on the Universal tour. Like they take you on mm-hmm. that. The tram. Or yeah. Tram or whatever. And uh, it was so sad because you could see where the old who houses and sets that they had at Universal Studios they were just um, in like the back. And so when you what? go on that tram ride or whatever, mm-hmm. you can see, or at least the time I did it, you could see like, it was so sad because it was like the sets, but now they're not popular anymore. And so dilapidated. Uh, yeah. It was yeah. like the saddest thing. It felt like you entered this like old world or oh, something. Like yeah. Abandoned amusement park. Ghost or something. town. Whoville. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But all that marble is just still now being wasted over there. Yeah. I don't know. That was just a weird, like, okay, guys. Um, also, we're in Whoville, and, like, they're wearing these, like, fake noses and everything. Like, you should have just used cotton balls. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Although I say that now, and I'm finding that all these movies look so cheap now, and so maybe so sure. they all need marble. Mm-hmm. You're right. The pra- <laughs> A lot of these movies look so fucking cheap now. Yes. Yeah. That's the thing. It's in the foam, or just, like, they lay down just white, white cotton flat. sheets. Yeah. yeah. Flat. And yeah. Cheap. But- or bad cgi i mean yeah. i was just watching something the old cgi looks so much better than the new cgi i'm like mm-hmm. what year are we in yeah and it's because they're, they're not paying the artists any, enough and they're giving them like two days to do a whole marvel movie exactly give them time um okay next fact i looked up to that so we know this about jim <laughs> i know next. I, got, I got one more fact i feel no, like on that MTV one more on bus. page one like, next. Yeah, next so jim spent 92 days wearing the grinch costume oh, so i wanted to compare He's that never to- doing a part two um, oh, never. never. Why would he never. want to do that? Yeah, no, ever. Um, so I wanted to look up um, uh, what that is comparable to. So him spending 92 days in the Grinch costume is basically filming four seasons of Naked and Afraid in a row. Because <gasps> oh those are 21 God. days so long. So it's like watching that. Or two complete seasons of Survivor, which is a lot. Yeah, so yeah. those are about 39 days. Um, four seasons of Bachelor in Paradise in a row. Oh, wow. Um one season of the real world, which is about 70 days. Um, and then 11 voyages on ocean gate. <laughs> oh, so he could have gone on 11. Wow. <laughs> which is eight days. They were down there. Wait, this might sound stupid. They found the ocean gate people, right? I forget. They, they did. They found a bunch of remains and, um, so yeah, like died. the blowed up. Yeah. It imploded. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think they okay, okay. did find stuff, which that was the only time I've really been like gripped with the news. Right. In recent memory. I loved Ocean I, Gate. I was riveted by it, but yes. also I realizing just now, like I've forgotten all of it. Totally. It yeah. like, flew in my head and flew out. It was my head. whole personality for that entire time. I was like, guys, this is what's going on. Yeah. Um, cause there was so much weird stuff surrounding that. Um, so that's sort of like, um, remember balloon boy? Yes. Oh my gosh. Not he exactly. The gripped same. the nation. Sure. Um, or Elian Gonzalez. But I think thinking about that, like 92 days doing anything is a long time. And that actually kind of made me sympathize with Jim. Cause sure. I was like, Oh, if I had to film bachelor in paradise four times in a row, I would go crazy. Right. Right. I mean, you know? I'm sure he was nuts. And I, of course we know we've talked about all the reports on the set of him being a terror to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. But there is some level of like, you're like, I kind of understand, but 
I also think they push people like, I don't think that's normal. I forget what the hours is. You probably just told me how many hours do you sit in here and make up for something like that? Yeah. His was like nine hours. It's like, that's not a normal thing to do. Mm -hmm. Like that's not, nobody should be doing that. It is torture. Mm -hmm. And if you obviously had to bring in someone from the government to help you understand (laughs) torture, it's like, that's not a human behavior that people should be doing. So it is true. Like they should have CGI'd him or something. Yes. At what point? And even the thing with, that too, and Ron Howard having to, I don't think, if the director shouldn't I have to Ron go, get, oh, I know, get in the makeup to sympathize. I'm like, guys, there needs to be a checkpoint. Would you, you have know? sex with Ron Howard? Totally. Yeah, okay, me too. Probably, yeah. He's a guy. Because I think, Just like, Jim Carrey, that little detour like, if that was, yeah, of the oh, we have to, yeah, exactly, <laughs> detour. Because, like, also, but imagine if that was a woman, if that was Reese Witherspoon or Katherine Heigl, she'd be canceled. Like, if any woman acted like, acted, oh, yeah, like a fraction of what Jim was yeah. doing on set. I think that's what was pissing me off five years into this as we mm-hmm. research. I'm like, you know what? If that was a woman, like, Naomi Judd, canceled. I love that you think Naomi Judd would get cast. <laughs> In a big budget Reese Witherspoon or you know what Cameron Diaz Naomi is probably Judd the only one. It would be Cameron Diaz. Yeah. Naomi yeah. Judd or Cameron Diaz. Yeah. One of the two of them. Which she was also Black Friday shopping in Santa Barbara. Naomi I Judd or Cameron Diaz? Cameron Diaz. Oh, yeah. I didn't run into her. Um I feel I, bad for Cameron Diaz. Just let me get this off my chest because she did this, she came out of retirement to do this yes. movie with Jamie Foxx. Yeah. And of course Jamie had these health issues, which we sympathize and hope yeah. for the best. But it's like she didn't even want to do any movies, and then she decided to do this. Then the production got stopped halfway, and so now this movie that she's doing dragged out a hundred years. And then mm-hmm. didn't he? I think he was in the news, which we don't have to get into this. But I think then Jamie Foxx was in the news for some sort of other issues, and uh, so yeah, justice for Cameron Diaz. Yes. she's probably thinking, why the fuck did I come out of retirement? Yeah, she ain't going to do Charlie's Angels three anymore because now this was a hell. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. Anyway, she did she do a Christmas movie. She did the holiday. The yeah, holiday. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, wait, Jenna, any other Grinch thoughts or um, Grinch just, notes I, or I, Grinch facts? I accidentally went on a deep dive about our narrator, Sir Anthony Hopkins. <gasps> Those, Interesting. We haven't really talked about him in no, our past haven't. Grinch recaps, and I kind of went for it. Okay, tell so, me. Yeah, so this is my, the final page of just all Anthony, Anthony Hopkins. Hopkins. So he Buckle did up, listeners. All of his, so this is the, you know, antithesis of Jim. He did all of his narration in one day. Okay. Which isn't surprising cuz you know, you've done your audiobook recording. You can just get yeah, in the booth and do it. Knock it out. Knock it out. Yeah. Um so he was knighted in 1993 by Queen Elizabeth for his service to the arts. He wanted to be a concert pianist, but when he was 15, he met Richard Burton, aka Liz Taylor's ex, who encouraged him to study acting. Um is he still with us? He's still alive. Yeah. Okay, He's like okay. 94 and is active on Instagram. Okay. Um, he does like, I think cooking tutorials. Um, but so for, Going to follow we him don't, now? have you seen sounds of the lambs? Yes. Yeah. So he, I guess studied, um, tapes of Charles Manson and he would never blink. Um, and, but I also found this article that was like all about Anthony Hopkins. And it was like, he's an improviser. And I was like, oh, okay. Cause Danny and I, of course, met sure. doing improv at the Groundlings. Um, and so he likes to do improv. And so he was doing some of his improv in his first scene with Jodie Foster on set of Silence of the Lambs. Like, could you imagine being oh Jodie Foster, a pro? Like, she already and has improvising. Academy Awards from like Taxi Driver when she was 13. And here she is. Meeting Anthony Hopkins on set, and he's going to do some improv for their first As scene. As Hannibal Lecter, <laughs> yeah. like I can't even imagine. As, totally. So this is what happened. So it said um, during his first scene with Jodie Foster playing Carice, he makes fun of her Southern accent, and I remember that 
scene. And so this improvisation caught Jodie Foster off guard and she was mortified. She thought he was personally attacking her. But so, and like, I guess she like reacts to it, you know, in real time. She thanks him later for dishing up that, you know, moment of yes anding. But I was like, could you, I would be so pissed. I'd be like, right. could you stop improvising? Let's just st- stick to the script. Yeah, sir. let's just stick to the script. Sir Anthony. Yeah. Wait, I looked him Did up. You find his- eight, he is 85. 85. I'm like, you he's said 94. 94. <laughs> and I just have to tell you, Jenna, because I first pulled up his Instagram account. And he's doing this he's, Thanksgiving he's, dance. This looks like it was Thanksgiving Day. He's yeah. dancing. He's cute. He seems really lively and sprightly. And yes. you told me he's 94. And I was like, no way. <laughs> no, he's not. not that 85 is a, is super youthful, but like. But I was quick to say he's dancing. He's dancing. He's, he's dancing. Cu- yeah. He's cute. He's so cute. Um, and did you, you know, in the new Grinch, like the animated one, wasn't it, was it like, who was the narrator? There was someone else narrating it. Oh. They always got to have a narrator. Yeah. Would you uh, ever, I think you would be a great narrator. Oh, I would love to narrate. I you should. That. I'm ready. We should Hire go me. talk to the Santa Claus people and be like, we're taking back the night. Right. Like right. we're going to write it and uh, Danny's narrating it. <laughs> it's called, we're taking back the night. Taking back the night. Um, wait, Jenna, speaking of other careers. So like mm-hmm. this actually leads us into what I want to talk about oh, yeah. uh, on this Grinch episode as well is your new movie, a Christmas, perfect Christmas pairing. Yes. Which I watched on Peacock. It's so easy to watch, but I think it's yeah. available on like a multiple on demand. Yeah. Platforms. Amazon Prime, Freeve, like Zuby, Fubo. Yeah. A bunch of those like VOD platforms. Some of these names. You just said Fubo. And <laughs> Fubo like, what are is these names? I watched it on Peacock. It was so easy yeah. to pull up. A perfect God. Christmas pairing. It was so cute. It's very like in the vein of like the Hallmark Lifetime holiday movies where you just let the the coziness sweep all over your brain and yeah. just turn your brain off and enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, and also one of the male leads is cute. Um, Chris Connell. But also there was a time where his blouse was open. Yes. And I wrote I, that in. Okay, wait. Yeah. Okay, so this is actually one of the questions I wanted to get into. Okay. So, yeah, there's a scene where the guy's blouse is open. And all of these movies are evolving mm-hmm. quicker. We've been saying for years on this podcast, yeah. like, they need to evolve and have uh, more diversity in characters and and get out of the tropes a little bit. And, and now they are. But anyway, this one had him just in a scene where he's wearing a button down, but mm-hmm. his shirt is opened. And I don't know why it just struck me as I was like, oh, I wonder if that was written in or if Jenna, if they told her to, if it was originally completely the shirt off or if they told her to put it on, like what were the logistics of that? Was there any of that? Yeah, there was, it was written into the script that he would be, you know, coming um, I think it was coming. maybe out of the shower. <laughs> well, he's coming, be coming, and, uh, coming said, nope. out of the shower, guys. <laughs> um, and but that was um, something that you're right. Depending on who is going to ultimately shoot it, um, they can pair back on some of that. Uh, but I'm glad to see that the director left that in. What gave him a chance to show off some right, chest. a little chest hair? Yeah, yeah. 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 The I director is Dave Thomas. No relation. Amazing guy. He was so good. I thought it was beautifully directed. And it was yeah, it was cute. And I know when you guys filmed it, it was during the summertime. Or yeah, something. it was like September in Georgia, which was hot. And so I was on set visiting. I'm in shorts and a tank top. Everyone's in like pleather pants and sweaters. So that was a joke too that they'd just be sweating. We called it Christmas in September. Oh my! And um, in Georgia's hot. Yeah, and you notice too. Um, that a lot of the decorations were up. So in town, she's like in town in LaGrange, they actually, the owners of the winery where it was shot were friends with the mayor. of, And so he was so excited that there was going to be a movie. They put an ad in the local paper for extras. So all the extras you see in like the big final scene and then in the coffee shop that I'm in, um, there's all people added a a paper, a newspaper ad for like a big Hollywood production. Um, And then 
he brought out the town decorations three months early. Oh, Isn't that I nice? Love that. Yeah, yeah. I love that. It I was, was like, a cute a decorations cool... and even yeah. it was like sunny but like still felt warm and cozy because mm-hmm. it wasn't a snowy time. It wasn't it a wasn't. snowy film but it was yeah. still very cozy which I thought was important. Yeah. Um, but everyone was great. Anything else about like the making of it that you want to share or anything or, or maybe something for people to look out for oh, yeah. as they're watching? That's a great question. Um, So I, the origin of it um, was going to be based on my own family. You know, I imagine my own aunt and uncle were the aunt and uncle of hers, like my aunt um, Barb and so Uncle Charlie. So tell people the plot of it. Oh, yeah. So the plot is like um, a lights up a chef in a city, you know, in, in this case, Big it's city. Atlanta. Yeah. Originally, it was written for Seattle. Um, and she wants a Michelin star. And oh, no, did I activate that somehow? Um, she wants a Michelin star. And the so robots um, you're talking about. she's cooking, you know, and like, um, do you watch Chef's Table? Yes. I'm upset. I love Chef's Table. I'm so addicted. I've binged them all through COVID. And so that's when I wrote this. Um, and so she's kind of like that, like over sciencey, over complicated methods. And there's a critic that comes in to Delaney Fox. And so she does her thing and then wakes up the next morning and it's a total hit piece. And so she goes back and she tells her boss, um, you know, or the owner, like this guy, which he was one of my favorites. The guy. He was cute too. Yeah. Silas, right? Yeah. Silas. Is that his character name or his real life name? That's his character name. Yeah. Cause it used to be Siren based off my, my grandma's maiden name, but um, we got the location for free. If we named all, if I changed all the names to their family. Oh my God. <laughs> so I did. Wait, so I was going to ask you if Silas was, uh, how do I put this on the podcast? Was named after the guy, the hot guy. The that hot guy I that, oh my with, gosh. That you had sex with well, that night. I, actually, yes. Yeah. That okay. guy was so hot. I know. For listeners, Jenna, uh, <laughs> don't, don't tell people oh, that. <laughs> maybe he was, maybe he maybe, wasn't. Maybe he wasn't. But we met at a, we met him at a holiday party one time. After your I, groundling show. Yeah. No, it was, yeah, yeah. No, it was what? a CrossFit oh my uh, God. holiday party. I wow. Think it was. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways, yeah. So, so yeah, I was that like, was wait, a- is that Silas? Is that how his name was based? I wanted to ask a shout you. Shout out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it was actually the, the family's son. Oh, yeah. Okay. So named after him. But um, so he's like, you know what? Take some time off. Um, go see your family. She's like, I have family out in wine country. Uh, her, her aunt and uncle run a winery. Her parents are dead. We find out later. They lived on a boat. Um, so it's kind of based on my own family who are really in, big into like making gingerbread houses, games. They play Santa Bingo. Mm-hmm. They do a cork toss. Like the Brister fam. I thought this Santa Bingo was a cute touch because there's always like those fun game scenes, but it felt like a unique game. Yeah. 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 I wanted to be something, you know, cause also IP, I couldn't use any real games. So I was like, okay, Santa Bingo. Um, and so it was so she gets a negative review, goes back kind of to like liquor wounds at the family winery, but it they have a defunct tasting room, B&B. And so the st- story, then she meets, um, they have like a jack of all trades um, girl who lives there. And she's great. Meg, Meg Biddlesmith. She's so funny. Um, and so she, her brother is a travel writer in town. And so he wants to put down roots on his book tour. Yeah. He's about to take off for the wonders of the world. And so my favorite part about writing his character and he's wonderful. He's and like, the one with the top open. Yeah. With the top open. He's Briefly. just so good. But that I just always had him referencing the wonders of the world. He's like, well, this time tomorrow I'll be on the pyramids. Like I just, it's so fun because it's so dumb. Oh, you know what I mean? God. I was like, this is so stupid. Um, but, oh, in I feel like there's something I want to tell you about the making of it. 
But yeah, so it was kind of based on my own fan. So it's a love story. It's a it's yeah. got your cozy holiday yeah. feels to it. Yeah, and she um finds her mom's cookbook. Her mom's passed away at this point. And so she finds the cookbook and it has all these notes in the margins. And so her journey is getting back to those like down home recipes from back home, cooking those like classics. Cause that's something you go home and like I love my Aunt Barb's quiche or like yeah, the pecan the pie. The bro- yeah, those specifics. And so then throughout the course of, you know, she starts um, making the recipes for the tasting room. And so that's the perfect Christmas pairing is that they're pairing these family recipes with the fam- with the wines from their vineyard. And then they're going to end up opening the tasting room. But the critic comes back right after Christmas. She goes back in. in. Yeah. And she ends up cooking the recipes for her, the pecan tart, which we is very, give it all away. We oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry, sorry. Oh yeah. I we won't spoil it. it. Yeah. But so it was like her finding, um, her passion about what she really likes to do. And yeah. Well, we need everyone to watch the movie. Perfect Christmas pairing. It's so Think about fun. all the things you just said. You said we got the cozy Christmas. We yeah. got wineries. Big wine villain. How funny was Rita Burr? That's so good. We got, She's so funny. we got that going. Mm-hmm. We have a family uh, Christmas recipes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really sweet and lovely and wonderful. And yeah, when you're Thank decorating you. the tree, put on a perfect Christmas tree, yeah. watch it on the cock. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and they just actually are going to feature it. My friend Annabella works up here. She's like, oh, we're going to highlight it in like their big blast. Oh, yeah, so thanks, Annabella. I love you. Yes, we um, love the cock. Yeah. But there was, um, there were a few um, moments because there was like a dirtier script that, or not, not, didn't have dirty stuff, but, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to leave a few jokes in for the censors, but they, of course, got taken out. But the lead actors got access to that <sighs> through for auditions. And so when I got to set, they were like, oh my gosh, oh, this like joke. That. Like, we liked this one. Oh like, can I tell you one of them? Yeah. Because you've seen it. Okay. So, you know, Rita Bird, like the rep from Big Wine. Yes. She shows up and Gallery Hayden. Oh, shout out to her. She's so funny. I got to be close with her on set and she's just like a blast. Um, one of them was when she shows up at the the B&B and she of course wants to like bulldoze it and like pump in money to it or whatever. And our lead girl, Grace is like, Oh, are you, do you grow wine also? And she goes, Oh no, I'm a shower, not a grower. I like to show people what's possible. Oh and so God. she was like, I wanted to say that line so bad. So in the movie, it's, oh no, I just like to show people what's possible. But there was a better sh- setup for that. Uh, I know. I was, I, it got to the very end. Oh. And then, of course, our sweet producer was like, we got to take that out. I was like, oh, I know, I know. Yeah, oh I'll, I'll, I'll strike it. No problem. I'll strike it. Um, strike but, it. But I'm so proud of it. And thank you for watching it. And anyone who's watched it, I wanted thank to, you, you so much. You did like a little premiere thing. And I wanted to come, but I was traveling. I was on oh, the yeah. Tour, but, yeah, it was... Um, Cute and yeah. sweet, and I, yeah, I'm so proud of it. I love those movies. And what's yeah. so fascinating to me is I, I wanted to discuss this briefly with you before we let everyone go, but it seems like um, even within the world of Hallmark, they're really doing such different stuff now. Yeah. Like, this is the first season I really noticed, and I took notes on some Hallmark movies that I had seen um, over the holiday weekend, over the, the Thanksgiving weekend, and I was so fascinated because we had something called Catch Me If You Claws, which is sort of like a oh, action-y gosh. Christmas movie. So it was Luke McFarlane, and they were... It, it felt um, like catch you know the movie Catch Me If You Can, one of my favorite, mm-hmm. actually, Christmas movies of all time, yeah. or all any movie. Uh, but it was, I think, a play on that title, mm-hmm. and they're doing that a lot more, like where like they're that. 
kind of doing not spoofs, but sort of taking a concept like that, which mm-hmm. is so frustrating because you and I like pitched to one of these, yes. a 13 going on 30 yes. type Christmas movie. And they were like, oh, we don't, it's too close to those movies. And now they're doing all these kinds of, we should repitch it. I know we should repitch it. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so that was call me claw, catch me if you claws, which I didn't think was a great movie, but it was interesting in what they were doing. Yeah. There was also a, a movie called holiday road, which is I think one of their best ones. And it was like a huge sprawling cast. It felt almost a little bit like Lost-esque, where it was like these group of people were stranded at an airport, decided to get in a a sprinter van all together and travel. Okay. And each of them have like kind of their own storylines, which was fascinating because it wasn't just like the romance. I liked it a lot. That's cool. That's cool because they don't do a lot of on-the-road Christmas, so that's cool. It was so different than anything I'd seen. Oh, I need to watch that. Um, Then we had uh, Christmas in Notting Hill, which is uh, my friend Sarah Ramos was one of the, Mm -hmm. I was the lead woman in it. And the guy, the cute boy from, um, he was in the Chronicles of Narnia movies, like the oldest one, who I had a big crush on when I was a kid. Yeah. And he's in it, and he still looks good. He plays a soccer player. But it's um, Christmas in Notting Hill, which is, again, kind of a take on Notting Hill, Mm -hmm. Julie Roberts and Hugh Grant. Mm -hmm. But it was, uh, it felt like it was shot beautifully. It just looked different. Yeah. So a lot of these movies, if you notice on the Hallmark Channel specifically feels just like they're taking big swings, which mm-hmm. I like. Yeah, I think that there's a big, there's new creatives in HQ from what I've, I've yeah, heard. Yeah, like, like people who are down to do more like broader stuff. Yeah, they're the ones who are going to cool. take on Christmas with the Cranks Part Two probably yes! because they're. <laughs> there's also something a Joy Joy Noel. I don't know if I'm saying that properly, but it's with mm-hmm. Brant Doherty, who I believe okay. is like the hottest male lead on mm-hmm. Hallmark Channel. Mm-hmm. And uh, it had a lot of gnome stuff in it, which I didn't love. But yeah, um, yeah it just feels like they're doing different kinds of stuff. So yeah. I wanted to shout that out because I nice. thought it was interesting if you tune on to Hallmark Channel mm-hmm. or whenever we talk about those movies, people say, why do you keep watching them? Because they're all the same. And I just would point like now they're, they are like becoming different. Totally. Not, yeah. not, they usually still have the romance and stuff, but it's not like exact. And I still like yeah. the ones that are exact. Like mm-hmm. I still like those. I still want the ones that it's like every little trope we've come to know and love, yes. yeah. but it's fun that they're doing some different things. And, anyway, like, and so. we've talked about like red, white and Royal blue. Is that, oh is yeah, that yeah, like, yeah. 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 It was like a fun doing like a Royals right. world, you know, right. I, th- I just, I love it. I want more of that and less Superman or or not Superman, Spider-Man, all those weird fast and the furious. Well, a lot of the, um, superhero movies aren't doing well anymore. Like the Marvels was a big flop and mm-hmm. I didn't, I'm, I don't know how it was cause I didn't see it, but I think the problem with the Marvel world or the superhero world and no shade to Marvel. Cause I like a lot of those movies, yeah. but it got to the point where I felt like I couldn't keep up because mm-hmm. there were so many TV show ones and there was like so many movies and then it feels like, okay, well I missed the last three of them. And so mm-hmm. I don't even know what's going on anymore. Yeah. And then there's like 10 of them on Disney plus and Matt's watches, I think, like Loki or okay, yeah, Loki. One of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's what he really likes good. It. Yeah, yeah, he likes it. Yeah, but there's too many of them for me. Yeah, yeah. So I think they need to scale back on those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same. Jenna, what a great this time. So fun. This is so fun. Our Grinch. Our Grinch. Another Grinch seasonal, in the can. I think this was technically our fourth Grinch okay. episode, but it's yeah. season five of the podcast, so we're it's our we're calling it our fifth episode. Yeah, Grinched out. <laughs> or we're Grinched. Out. We're Grinched, we're grinched out. out. We're going to stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> we make the rules here, so we it's our rules, fifth yeah. episode, even though it's yeah. technically our fourth. I think I, I feel like I want to watch the the OG cartoon today. I think I'm going to do that. Watch it. I yeah, don't know if I I'm in that mood because we sort of recorded a weird schedule this year because yeah. of travel stuff we have <gasps> for book tour. But I didn't real or I didn't. I don't know if I told you this on air or somewhere else, but I did watch the Grinch Halloween special on YouTube this year. Did, did, I, did we talk about this? I think no. you talked about it, but how was it? It's terrible. Oh. But I did watch it and I do feel like we, 
I need to watch it really specifically to take mm-hmm. notes for this podcast mm-hmm. one year because it is wild. Yeah. I want access to whatever like drugs these people are who like green light this stuff. The right. Morphine, the yeah. hospital morphine. The, they yes. probably just write in the Grinch. They the wouldn't. Cedar Sinai. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm ready for my morphine. They're like, oh no, you don't, you yeah. need other stuff. And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> Give it to me, please. Morphine, I'm a nom. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay, I I'm here it. for a colonoscopy. Give me yeah. the morphine. <laughs> Give it the morphine. Yeah. But yeah, shout out to, uh, Extended morphine. care. Yeah, and morphine. <laughs> yeah. And Jenna, so fun as always. Where can people always. find you on social media? Oh, I'm on Instagram at Jenna.Brister. And I'm at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And then follow a very merry iconic podcast on Instagram. Yeah. I have a new book out called The Jolly Sponge. It's a holiday collection of stories. Thank you Yay. for everyone who got it. Please get it now if you haven't. I love you forever. There's an audio book as book well. Book club. Um, and uh, watch A Perfect Christmas Pairing now airing yeah. at, for sure on Peacock and, and then Amazon. Amazon and all these other places. Yeah. But I think now Enjoy on, on your Apple TVs, you could just, I hit the side button on the remote and say, perfect Christmas pairing. And then it tells me where it is. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Okay. So it'll tell you like what services you have and if it's included. Yeah. Oh, that's good to know. Um, happy holidays. Happy holidays, everyone. Merry Christmas. Love, love you. you all. Bye. Bye.